This is Cultural Quarter of an Hour and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we will be exploring the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and the surrounding area. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, other weeks I'll be looking back at our history, but always with an eye on the future. And you'll also hear the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Culture is all around us. It's in the buildings, it's deep underground, it's in the air, and of course, it's in our blood. Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. This week's podcast is actually last week's podcast. Yeah, if you were around last week, you'll know that I got delayed. There's been all sorts of stuff going on in the cultural quarter of an hour household. Um, starting with me getting hit on the head with a plank of wood a couple of weeks ago, followed by a major leak in our bathroom last week. <laughs> Oh God, it's not even funny anymore. And then yesterday I've had a phone call from my husband. Uh, I can't go into it, but it's another challenge to face. So this is last week's podcast this week, delayed. This week's podcast will go out next week and the week after. There's a reason for that. It's because it's exceptionally long and I don't want to cut anything out of it. Uh, it was a chat, or it is a chat, with Stephen Seabridge, the Poet Laureate of Stoke-on-Trent, the first Poet Laureate of Stoke-on-Trent. We had a wonderful conversation. The conversation in total lasted two hours. I didn't record two hours. It was around about half an hour that I've recorded with him. So you, I just decided that actually, let's make it a two-parter with Stephen. So next week's podcast, sorry, this week's podcast is coming out next week and the week after. Last week's podcast is this week's podcast. I hope you made notes and you can keep up with that because I can't. Today I am in Newcastle. Uh, not a stretch free for me to come to Newcastle, literally down the road from where I live, but we won't worry about that too much. Um, for today, it is the Newcastle Commemorates event. Um, it is taking place at Newcastle uh, College in the new Performing Arts Centre. I say new, it's been around for ages, but you know, anything that's not been here forever it's brand new isn't it i have to say i've never been in here before so i'm looking forward to having a look inside having a bit of a nosy around there but today is all about remembering the end of world war one uh 100 years since the end of world war one uh lots of stuff taking place we've got the english national ballet dancers some indian classical dancers brass bands but got both audley brass band and trentum brass band and performing arts students we've got art link loads of stuff there's food as well i can smell the food and it smells absolutely delicious so lots of stuff going on today So in Mico, like I said, commemorating the end of World War One. Now there's been lots of bits and bobs going on over the last few weeks, few months um, across North Staffordshire. We've had the Weeping Willow, Willows, not Weeping Willows, Weeping Window. Honestly, I can't tell you how many times I said Weeping Willows, and it's not, is it? It was the Weeping Windows, a gorgeous display of poppies at uh, Middleport. And as part of that, all of the cultural champions uh, across uh, Stoke-on-Trent and here in Newcastle have been given um, an opportunity to commemorate, make sure that, you know, the, celebrate the poppies being here, and also to commemorate the end of World War One 100 years ago. I know in Stoke, 
Alan Barrett was doing uh, poems with po- with poppies in Hanley, the dust rising exhibition formed part of the uh, new of uh, the um, the commemorating events. That was uh, Joyce Ivashko. She sorted all that out. We spoke to uh, organisers of dust a few podcasts ago. In Longton, you will have seen a beautiful poppy mural pop up on in just by the Gloss House Cafe. That's been done by Rob and Tom from Entrepreneurs. They have put that up there, the cultural champions for Longton. I know in Burslem, Amanda Bromley was doing stuff with the Roll of Honours and the churches there. And goodness me, I can't remember what else has been going on, but I know other stuff has been going on. And I think the most remarkable thing about the First World War commemorations is the way in which we're memorialising in real time. Because I'm remembering an event that we put on back in 2014, four years ago, which enables us to think about the span of time um, that people experienced between 1914 and 1918 as they lived through um, that great trauma, that great convulsion, um, which tore apart France on its battlefields, but which also tore apart families and traumatised people through uh, the depth of loss that they, that they experienced. So it's a very complex form of commemoration that the, the First World War um, involves us in. And it's... Um, kind of remarkable to to, 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 to think about that um, today. So with me is the cultural champion for Newcastle Underline, Pamela Singh, who has been organising today's event. What a fabulous turnout. Thank you. It, it has been a fabulous turnout and I think people are enjoying themselves uh, commemorating Newcastle Underline. Lots of stuff taking place though. For people that haven't made it down, what, what have What's been going on? So this morning we've had art performances, dance performances. Uh, we've had uh, the um, City of um, Stoke and Trent's Port Laureate here, uh, Stephen Seabridge, who's been reciting his poems. Uh, Artlink have been here. Various organisations have got together uh, under one roof, commemorating Newcastle and Lyme. And how important is it to you to to that Newcastle and Lyme does commemorate the, the you know the end of the, the centenary of the end of the First World War? I think it's very important to mark the end of the First World War. Um, We are commemorating those heroes that have died in the war, um, both here and overseas. There's been lots of stuff going on. All the cultural champions have had uh, time and uh, opportunity to do uh, events. Why did you choose this event? What what was it that you thought was important to, to do this? I think uh, Stoke and Trent remembers events have been going out on and in around the city and we needed to commemorate Newcastle and Delime as one of the six towns inclusive um, and um, we, we brought it, you know everyone together under one roof. And the art forms that you've chosen or the, 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 it's dance, it's brass bands are here, we've got poetry, we've had so much going on. Why was it important to you to have that that wide variety? It's, it's to uh, to sort of create an open spectrum for people to understand and visualise what goes on between the ideas of an Indian dance. Uh, they're they're uh, God depicted. Uh, they bring peace and harmony. What's been your favourite bit so far today? I know we haven't finished yet. Oh, I think everything. Everything's been absolutely spectacular. Uh, each and everything, and there's more to come. 
And you, um, a cultural champion for Newcastle, what made you go for it? What made you say, yeah, my hands off, I want to be cultural champion? It's right down my part, uh, Charlotte. It's something I love doing. As a vol- it's a volunteer role, and I've always enjoyed bringing communities together. So this is my my forte. And what have you got planned for the rest of your time as cultural champion? Oh, there'll be plenty more going on. Plenty more coming. So I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast this week. It works in my head. Um, I do have to offer a little apology when I was rambling on Sorry, not rambling on. I don't ramble on. When I was explaining about the uh, different things that the cultural champions have been getting up to, I completely forgot to mention um, Alan and Cheryl Gerrard, who have been doing a sterling job in Fenton with the um, with the Tommies, the Tommies project that they're doing. Um, and you can see them all over the town. And I absolutely think it's a great, uh, a great installation. Uh, go and see it if you can um so apologies to them for missing that out on my little rant ramble explanation we'll go with explanation so i hope you're looking forward to this week's podcast next week (laughs) i'm not even sorry this week's podcast next week is uh talking to stephen seabridge you will hear all about that if you uh subscribe that's the easiest way of getting the podcast it will be out on wednesday fingers crossed nothing else happens no see i've thrown it out to the universe it's gonna happen now isn't it because we or, or or has my run of three got kicked in i don't know the podcast it will be out on wednesday the best way you can find out more about it is by following me on twitter at cqh pod uh, you can find on Facebook as well, although I really haven't been very useful without Facebook. In fact, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to just spam the Facebook page or schedule some posts on a Facebook page of all the episodes I have failed to upload onto Facebook. Um, remember to subscribe. I know I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Subscribe. That is the best way you will find and you will get hold of the podcast. It's the first and best place. You can listen to your podcast, this podcast, wherever you normally get your podcasts from. Um, And I know for most of you, that's iTunes. Don't worry. Subscribe helps me out massively. And touch wood. We'll be back next week.